The Weekend Variety Wireless. Radio Live with Mike Puddu in for Graham Hill on the Weekend Variety Wireless. Thank you for the news update, Leah. Very nice. Leah and I have worked on and off with each other quite some time, actually. And now we just find ourselves filling in everywhere. <laughs> the, life, the life of brown broadcasters. <laughs> anyway, I think we will have another news update for you at 10. And if I get stuck with anything, I'm sure Leah will, will gladly run in here and help me out. So it's a great team here that bring you the Weekend Variety Wireless. And Susie Wiles joins us. Now, how are you, Susie? I'm good, thanks. How are you? It is fantastic to have you. Look, I've seen you through my TV. I've seen you in the newspapers, <laughs> seen you online, and here you are in real life. Ta-da! Oh, no, lovely. Lovely to meet you. Like a bad penny. Just turn up everywhere. How long have you been doing this show for? Oh, With Graham? Yeah, a few years now, I think. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So he's quite clever, isn't he? He is. He knows how to tap into people's <laughs> intellect. He's got an answer for everything. He doesn't like being lonely. Actually, maybe you're right. <laughs> I don't know how his mind works. He's a little eccentric, but I love filling in for him because I've learned so much in the last two days. Excellent. And we're going to learn a lot tonight <laughs> as well. You were talking about kombucha last week. You got a funny little skip for us. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this really crazy drink and then I saw this um, this little clip from an Australian show called The Weekly and I just thought we have to play it because it's really funny. Okay, and the sad case of a baby death. Yeah, yeah. That's so real, this is a really sad story, actually. Yeah, let's do, well, should we start with the sad one and then we can do the funny one? You want to do, okay, cool. <laughs> and what else have we got? Psychic pets coming yeah, up? Yeah, we're going to do a little bit what of psychic you, what, pets. When we say psychic pets, what do you mean? Those well, pets that choose who's going to win the Rugby World Cup? or Those the, ones. Those ones. Yeah, there's always one. I, there's been some great ones. Do you remember the, um, there was an, a fantastic octopus oh, a few yes, years ago? Yes. Yeah, oh, yes, the octopus is good. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, about one of those, about uh, <laughs> who's is, yeah? We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, and, and then a really cool story about um, a guy who debunked hoaxes who turns out is kind of a bit of a hoaxer himself. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. And then a little later on, uh, John Divbig will be in studio with his letters to America. That man gets fired up. Uh, <laughs> so that is coming up after nine thirty. We'll take a quick break. We'll get back in to Susie Wiles in just a minute. The Weekend Variety Wireless. It's raining. Bullshit. As the weekend variety wireless with Mike Putty filling in for Graham Hill. He is uh, away, actually. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure exactly what his tie-in is, but he's doing something to do with the crew murders. Uh, 17th of June, 1970, the crew murders. Uh, so he's got a, a link to that. Uh, do, you, do you know what he's doing? No, no Didn't idea. Say? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, something that he's doing, a symposium or something, I don't know. Um, but anyway, we're going to replay his chat with Keith Hunter a little later on tonight. Susie, let's get going. Let's, yeah. And I want to start with the sad story first because yep. some of these stories you've got are quite funny tonight so so let's, let's start with the sad one and yep. listen for everybody in the story i think yeah so this is a really sad case in the usa of a baby who's just died because her parents refused to give her the um this routine vitamin k shot that is given to babies 
when they are born. Is that common uh, all around the world? The, yeah, so the shots, so babies when they're born don't have enough vitamin K inside them um, and they're not going to get enough until they start a solid Solid diet. foods, yeah. right. Okay, um, go on with you. And so, uh, and women, no matter how much they eat in their food, they can't pass it, uh, enough of it through in their in their breast milk. And it's really, really important because um, essentially it's uh, vitamin K is involved in blood clotting. Right. So, a baby that uh, one of the reasons that babies are given this at birth is to keep them going for those six months so that they don't suffer um, severe bleeding in their brain or their intestines very important and the stats i read were that the risk is one in 59 for a baby that doesn't have the injection and if you get the injection it goes to one in a hundred thousand okay so one so in it's, 59 it's pretty, worth getting yeah it. within your first six months it's a pretty pretty high thing um but what they've what the doctors are finding is that because um you know more and well there's certain parents are becoming more and more reluctant to have vaccinations and things they kind of see this vitamin k shot as yet another thing that's being given to babies unnecessarily um and so this is a really sad case in the u.s of this woman who was um you know was who was one of these parents uh, and then her baby ends up at six weeks old in the intensive care unit and she goes onto the kind of Facebook page that she's on with all these anti-vaxxer mums going, oh my goodness, this has happened to my child. And, you know, and they're all like, oh, well, what could it possibly be? And it's like, uh, the fact that you didn't give her the injection? Yeah, <laughs> pretty clearly. One. And it's really sad because they just is. keep going, like people have screen posted the um, the conversations and, and they just keep going on, what, you need to get, they need to get a hematologist, what, you know, what could possibly have gone wrong? And it's just like, no, we know what went wrong. Yes. It's a really clear-cut case. Um, so, but she died. Right, really, so, really, really sad. So get those shots. But, I yeah. mean, this actually, you know, let's have a chat quickly about this because I've got some friends that are having their first baby. Um, you know, I don't have any kids myself, so I don't know the pros and, and cons of this whole vaccine chat. But they are starting to get overwhelmed with the amount of information yeah. given to them by everybody. everybody. Everybody's Down got to the opinion. type of clothes that the baby yeah. should be wearing. <laughs> they, you know, I'm having to go out and buy them bamboo organic jumpsuits made of neutral colours. <laughs> that were hand-stitched in China. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's it's None of that stuff is important, but vaccination is. You reckon that? <laughs> so in your sort of, you know, scientific background, in vaccination? In my field, yeah. This, yeah. I mean, you know, the ironic thing is that I have spent my career and I'm spending my career trying to find, you know, medicines that will kill bacteria so that they don't kill us and what we really need for the, these bugs that we're really struggling with are vaccines like that's what we need and so it's really sad for the ones that we do have vaccine for that people sort of think that the vaccines are more dangerous than the, than well, the infections uh, themselves and they're, re they're really not they're really not it's really really important that we get these things you know and there will be small groups of people who can't have them for, for various medical reasons mm -hmm. and they rely on the rest of us having these vaccines and trying to keep these bugs at, at bay and it's just oh well, good thing it, can see, it can seem really overwhelming i get this yes yes you're right you know, and i've done talk back here uh, for a while at night time and uh, the whole vaccine oh. or get a not or not vaccine yeah. chat was pretty big and yeah. everyone offers different opinions opinions yeah. on it uh, but the from, science is really clear so i need to tell my friends susie says yeah. well well, that's well actually segment, it, it doesn't it? it doesn't work <laughs> so what the research also shows is it doesn't work what works is friends and family convincing people right. so friends and family getting up to date with like what's the important thing and then using their relationships with people to convince them okay cool well
Well, yes, it is. A lesson learned for everybody <laughs> there. The sad story out of the way tonight. Condolences to the family dealing mm. with that. But I think Susie's right. You know what went wrong. Mm. Uh, anyway, the ridiculousness of kombucha. You and Graham discussed this last <laughs> week. What's your problem with kombucha? <laughs> what is your problem? Oh, it's well, it's just one of these kind of things that it, again, it's the sort of wellness craziness that people go on where they're like, you know, t- <laughs> does it not make a difference? Oh, well, I've seen some pretty radiant people, and they swear it's kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> They're all happy and cool, and but, I'm like, maybe this is the secret remedy. Uh, well, anyway, let's play the let's play the clip. It's hilarious. Kenny Flanagan, senior correspondent. What the devil is kombucha? Yeah. Oh, don't crap! I'm only halfway through. Kombucha cha. Everybody's drinking it. So it's a beverage. Well, not just a beverage. It's a super beverage. Very popular with the fitterati. The what? The fitterati. It's like the glitterati, only less sparkly. It's just boring fit people. <laughs> did you just make that up? How dare you? And yes, yes, I did. <laughs> So can we get back to the... the... transplant, No, yes. no, can we get back to kombucha? Exactly what is kombucha? Oh, it's hard to say. It's kind of easier to tell you what it isn't. It isn't cheap, it isn't tasty, and it isn't very well researched. But the hipsters love it. Kombucha is all of the wank with none of the caffeine of coffee. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're saying that, that it's all... It's a bit of a rort? Well, tomato, tomato. I say wank, you say rort. <laughs> Same thing, I guess, and uh, let that be a note to all the teenage boys at home rorting themselves stupid. <laughs> now, to understand kombucha, you need a crash course in biotics. You have probiotics and you have amidabiotics. The probiotics are the ones that have turned professional and are chasing the big bucks. That's why kombucha is so expensive. <laughs> OK, so I am not a scientist, but I am 100% certain that that is rubbish. And I still don't know what a super beverage is. Well, it's best described as a bacteria-laden brew. Right. And how is it worse described? Like green tea mixed with Vegemite and toilet water. Uh, You're really selling it. Well, essentially, it's a fermented tea-based beverage. I quite like it. But then I like anything that tastes like vinegar. Seriously, sometimes I eat so many pickles, I get the vinegar sweats. (laughs) Ah, that's a nice take on it, isn't it? Yeah, and and this is the thing. It's another one of these um, sort of wellness things where there's actually very little evidence that it does any of the things that people believe it does um but there are real risks to drinking it so um oh is there, okay i did not yeah, know that uh, yeah i mean it is it is it is made from essentially this culture of bacteria and yeast and depending on where you are and what organisms there are in the air all sorts of stuff can start growing in it and you know there's been cases where they've found the bacteria that causes anthrax and various other things and and it's just this it's just yeah um so oh. it's just one of these things where oh yeah, yeah, don't, don't do it. Wow, kombucha. Warning, warning. <laughs> My God, I had no idea. See, this is the good thing about the show. Yeah. You learn something all the time. Mind you, it's hard to resist when you go, you know, to the markets and some good-looking I... person's throwing <laughs> it at your face, going, so, be like me. So I guess a really good question to ask is, has it been pasteurised? So, you know, the ones where you make yourself... <laughs> well, I mean, who do you... Do you know who's making it? Do you know what conditions it's being made in? Is it the... just being brewed like the... But I thought if they just serve it to you in a paper cup at the markets because it's been home brewed was a bit cooler, but a well, dangerous. Well, potentially more dangerous. If it okay, hasn't good. Been yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's a lesson every day with Susie. There you go. Okay. Let's talk psychic pets. Yeah. Well, let's put the let's do the clip because Matt Parker explains it really well. The football or soccer World Cup is upon us, and for a month, the international media becomes obsessed 
with football, but there are only so many variations on the which team won story that they can do, and so they get a little desperate. And every World Cup, the media starts to run stories on pets or animals which are able to predict the results. In 2010, there was an octopus named Paul, Paul the Psychic Octopus, that got world fame. And so, while I would rather they filled all this airtime with stories about, you know, the probability and statistics about predictions and confidence and the... I accept that's not going to happen. So I'm going to help out with the psychic pet idea. My theory is, if we get thousands of pets all around the world predicting the results, we will find the psychic ones. I mean, if they're out there, we just have to test enough and some of them will get them right. And we can then use those psychic pets as an excuse to talk about mathematics in the world media. I am ridiculously pleased with this project idea. So I have set up psychic-pets.com and we need loads of people to register their pets. I'm joined by Steve Moult of um, Fantastic Science Channel. Uh, you should all know or already subscribe to his channel. He comes equipped with a dog and so we're going to run. So your dog is just chilling out behind the camera yes. at the Django. moment. Django, Django, come here. So Django. we're going to run through with Steve's Incredibly well-trained dog, Django. Here he comes. Good boy. Right. How you can register a pet. This could take longer than I expected. He's got a ball in his mouth, so he doesn't really... That's where we've gone wrong. Okay, let's get him registered and start predicting some results. Brilliant. Yeah, so, so Matt Parker's a mathematician, uh, obviously very keen to talk about maths and statistics <laughs> at this time of year, and so he's got this really cool project. So if you have a pet... Uh, you should totally go and register them. It is awesome. Um, so psychic-pets.com. Uh, and and so the idea is you basically get your pet to make some predictions. So um, depending on what the pet is, uh, you sort of give them a choice of things. Right. You know, like food maybe. And yes. you can kind of... Um, like label each food with a team and they say right predict which team's going to win this you know whatever it is so uh he's got about a thousand pets registered already there are hedgehogs <laughs> lots of cats and dogs chickens uh what else is there there, there are some fish but he needs thousands like actually thousands, he needs thousands, thousands. more yeah, okay he needs cool thousands more i think do my this dog project. is psychic so, I think I might have to register our cats too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they will really be quite disinterested. Actually, this is also an opportunity to talk about a really, really cool thing that um, for, I think the last World Cup, there's a there's a researcher at Auckland University called um, Alex Taylor, and he works with New Caledonian um, crows that are re the really, really smart crows. They make tools and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and he got their... Hang on, hang on, sorry, what? They make tools. They make tools. They make tools. They are really amazing. That is Crows, that is as in the birds. Yes, that is your homework. You need to go and look up <laughs> okay. Alex's videos of his... Of his uh, he's got okay, one called... Good. Has he got one called 007? I think one of them called... What's, his, what's called Alex's last name? Taylor. Alex Taylor. Alex Taylor, Auckland Uni, Crows. Okay. And you'll find his amazing videos. Anyway, so he did one where he got the birds to predict the winners of uh, various football matches. Mm. By, they had to um, they basically had to release a ball and then so they had to do some stuff that yes. you know clever birds do yeah uh, and then if the if the little ball went into the goal that was that was kind of like that team got it so he had I think he had one or two birds basically fighting it out to see which was the winner of this thing anyway it's really hilarious oh my god but, um, I should totally tell him he needs to he needs to get his animals in there too oh um, yes because we need we need, we should have New Zealand represented we need 
you know, hundreds of thousands of our pets. So get on there and, and well, do this project. Okay, well, we'll put the link on our website yep. and I'm going to go home a little later on after midnight and I'm going to Google Alex Taylor because <laughs> I am very curious to see crows that make tools. They are amazing. Are you, are you having me on? No. You're serious? No, 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 I'm serious. No, she's serious. always serious. She never lies around here. Okay, cool. We've got one more story to get through. And this is yep. a, a blogger who essentially got caught with his pants down, really, yeah. didn't he? It, but, and it's such a beautiful, beautifully elegant way. Okay, so there's a guy called Sean Rice. I'd never actually heard of him, but um, apparently he's one of the internet's most prolific debunkers of online hoaxes. Um, and so he writes for, a, or he used to write for a website called businesstocommunity.com, and he'd had over 7,000 articles on there, uh, just in the last like, couple of years, debunking hoaxes. So... It turns out, oh, so basically the, um, all these articles have gone. They've just sort of disappeared over the last few days. Um, and it turns mm. out there's a, a guy called Martin Schenk who developed this program called Trendalyzer, yeah. which basically um, you can tell it what websites to look at and it will, um, it will basically see what's trending at that very moment in time. Okay, well, that's pretty clear. So, so he has set it. He's got, a, he's got another site called Lead Stories, and they basically have this trendalizer that is looking at known fake news sites, satire sites, prank sites, whatever, and then seeing what stories are trending. And then okay. they basically immediately go, okay, this is a story that's going to end up being like, here's the truth. So they go and they see whether they can debunk it. And then they put it on their website. Okay, so for, I'm with you, like, yeah. So for a couple of years, they've been really annoyed because they were doing their debunking. They would be like the top hit on Google. And then within an hour, their hit was gone, gone. because this dude, this Sean Rice, suddenly was there with the story debunking this thing. And so they've tried complaining for ages. They've tried complaining to Google because he was doing all sorts of stuff that essentially was against Google News's things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. They even complained to the site that he put all his stuff on. Right. Because um, he was actually at the beginning just lifting like the whole whole post and then just putting his name on it. Oh, really? So they were oh, like, okay, uh, cool. that's like plagiarism, don't yep. do that. So he stopped doing that, but he basically still took the stories and then rewrote them and okay. never linked back to them. So the guy, this Martin, set up a sting. Mm. And actually the first thing he did was he, he uh, made a fake... Um, landing page so when this guy came to look at their site he would get things that were a few days old rather than really new stuff but that still kind of that didn't really stop him right so they set up this thing where they basically made a blog post or a blog site uh, called the honeypot times um and the website was the trojan honeypot so like yes. all the clues were there yes anyway and they oh, used yes, it right. they used it to publish um <laughs> short death hoaxes mm. And so to see whether this guy would pick them up. Yes. And he did. And so then they were basically able to say, look, we've set up this fake site. He's doing all our fake stories. Make him stop. Um, and then they, so yeah, and then they basically gave it all to BuzzFeed and said, here, look what this dude's doing. And then BuzzFeed oh, got no. in touch with the guy and got in touch with the website and suddenly now he's gone. Oh. But the really, when the guy was asked, this Martin guy was asked, like, how do you feel about it? We've finally got rid of this, this plagiarizer. And he was like, oh, I wish you'd like waited 10 minutes because the, the, this, the fake death hoax he had just put up, the last one he had, was about a plagiarising intern tripping over a cat and getting crushed by a Xerox machine. And he was like, I so want that story to appear on his website. But anyway, he, they, he, they pulled him before that. But it's just this kind of like... The lens. Anyway, I was. Oh I my thought I was, God. Yeah, I was tickled by that story. No, that is very clever on all levels. Yeah. And quite <laughs> fascinating as well. That's a lot of time and effort, though, really, isn't it? But also, I, my husband and I were talking about this. 7,000 posts wow. in like two years, less than two years. Wow. I mean, 
that's that's that's, that's a, lot a lot of work. Lot, a lot of work. Yes. Like not not you know the, it's a lot of work for the plagiarizer, but it's a lot of work for this other guy who does this stuff. But and um, what was he? What was he getting out of it really? Well, the the website that he um, put these posts on is some kind of marketing PR thing. So right. I guess okay, if you cool. keep them up in the uh, and it had Google links and ads and various things. So they're obviously they're obviously monetizing that side of it. So keeping the hits up. Um, is was yeah good for him. Good for him and good for <laughs> us because what a very funny story to end it on. Thank you so much. My pleasure. The time flies fast with you, Susie. <laughs> Thank you, Alex Taylor. Crow's going to look up that. Go to our website to register your psychic pet. Do it. Um, and remember, take your vaccines. Yep. I think is the lesson we've learned. Absolutely. Thank you for yourself. <laughs> you know, when I meet people like yourself, I say to my friends. I talked, I won't, because you reckon it doesn't work if I say I've talked to a, you know, scientist. <laughs> to say I've talked to somebody um, and uh, I'll help, you know, shift them along the anti-vaccine road that they are on at the moment. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, has having a baby ever been so complicated? Uh, but Susie Wells, thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. Have a fantastic week. Graham, we'll see you back next week. Thank you. As Radio Live, it is 29 past nine. John Dippig is up next. Letters to America is coming. It's the weekend Variety Wireless with me, Mike Puri, filling in for Graham Hill. The Weekend Variety Wireless. Twenty-eight to ten already. Jeez, it flies when you're having fun. This is the weekend variety wireless. Graham Hill is away. I've been filling in for him in the last two nights, and I have thoroughly enjoyed every single minute. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the studio door has flung open. There's a man with a moustache. It's not Mark Sainsbury. It's another man, and I am sure he's got a lot to say about America. John Divbig, how are you? Good, Mike. How are you doing? You oh, good? All right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, had a good weekend. Watched the rugby last night. Yeah, not a, not a great game. No, it wasn't no, a great no, game. It's kind it? of a struggle. Kind of a never got flowing and stuff. I got a bit bored, started uh, thinking about the Barrett brothers, how there's two that look exactly the same. And, and one, one guy's off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Where did he come from? The Milkman's baby? Not too sure. <laughs> great to have you in the studio again tonight, filling in for the um, very knowledgeable Graham Hill. Oh, yeah. Was he winding you up last week, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. The bastard had a Trump hat on. Scared the shit out of me. Well, you're obviously not a fan of Trump then, are you? No, no. I hate no. the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to put it bluntly. <laughs> oh, let's get cracking. Best buddies. What have you Best got? Best buddies. Well, you know, I mean, we had the big summit this week. Yes. You know, he went to he went to Singapore and, and hooked up with uh, Kim Jong-un. And, um, you know, the thing is, he just came out and he said just, I mean, first of all, the problem is you got two liars walking into a room by themselves. <laughs> right. Both of them are liars. Yes. So you're never going to know what really went on in that room. Well, that was the thing. Nobody did know what went on. No, nobody knew. I, don't th I just think they talked about rubbish. What, whatever. They might have just looked at each other. Who mm. knows? But the, the, the thing is, you know, you know it, it turned out to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was just a PR stunt, you know? I mean, Trump was so desperate to do something like that because... He wants to get the Nobel Peace Prize because Barack Obama got one. 
Well, well, you know what? That whole summit for me kind of changed my perception a little of Donald Trump, where I thought, oh, you know, I guess if your legacy was achieving world peace, then that's okay. Um, he kind of undid all the stupidness of the last, you know, year and a half. Uh, but no. the more <laughs> the no. more he stood up and did that press conference, the more I was banging my brain against the wall, just going, shut up, Donald. Well, I mean, the positive thing was they shook hands, and so shaking hands instead of throwing bombs is always a positive all right <laughs> yeah but the thing that they signed was bullshit absolute bullshit there was nothing in it you know i mean there was in the iranian pact that obama signed with yes. all the european countries 98 percent of the plutonium went out of iran nothing was mentioned about plutonium no. or uranium nothing was signed that actually said that they were going to denuclearize nothing they still have 60 bombs they can oh. do whatever. They, they said that they're going to work toward it. They've been saying this since 1992. But that's okay to say you're going to work towards it, isn't it? No, you have to sign a goddamn piece of paper and have people in there inspecting it and tearing it apart. They, as I said, they've been saying this for 30 goddamn years. So he achieved nothing is what you're saying. Well, I'm, he achieved nothing on the denuclearization part. Right. You know, apart from going and talking to... A dictator, I always think, is good. I mean, I remember when Obama said that he would talk to the Iranian people or talk to anybody. I thought that was good. It's always good. What I what I hate about it is Trump's personality. This is it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. The week that the beginning of that week, he goes to the G7 summit and trashes every one of our allies and calls Trudeau an asshole. That's right, he did. Hated Trudeau. But he loves this goddamn guy, Kim Jong-un. He thinks, he says that, this is what a warped personality this asshole has. He says Kim Jong-un loves his people. Largest gulag of political prisoners in the world. He killed his uncle. He killed his half-brother. Anybody gets in his way, he wipes them out. This guy is not a guy who loves his people. <laughs> True, true that. But he keeps talking about it. And all this week, Trump has just praised the guy. Oh, I got along good with him. We're best buddies. We got a relationship. He's a strong man. And then our allies, screw them. Screw them. So that kind of shows you that he's got a twerped, warped personality. Something's wrong there. There's a domino missing. Well, but I, I was kind of hoping that this could have been a turning point for Trump. So clearly not. No, 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 no. It's just two no, crazy no. cats. I, I, I'm glad you're here, Mike. I'm glad you're here. Let me, let me, let me, let me school you a little okay, bit. Okay, you know, good, good, good. School me, school me. Trump is a piece of shit. He's an asshole. <laughs> he's a con man, a fraud. He's never, ever, he's a psychological liar. He's never, pathological liar. He's never going to change. He's never going to change. But don't you need sometimes in the world someone who isn't a generational politician to come in and just shake it up a little? Now, he's, he's not shaking it up a little bit. He's shaking it up. I mean, he's just ridiculous. Get to my next topic and okay. I'll tell you about it. What <laughs> made him angry? Pinocchio. <laughs> now, you know, we all know Pinocchio lied all the time yep. in his nose. You know. nose. This, is just, this is just some of the shit that Trump right. did this week. You know, I mean, it's, get, it's, it's more lies. I See, I don't mind something, like you said, somebody coming in and shaking things up a little mm, bit. Mm. But this guy is tearing things apart. Okay. He's tearing the fabric of American democracy down. And my next two topics will point that out. I mean, he lies so much, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is, I mean, some of his lies are just stupid. He did a press conference uh, in front of the White House this week. He told 19 lies, 
19 lies. He said that Paul Manafort, his former campaign chairman, who is now in jail, mm. oh, I, I, you know, he barely worked for us. I don't know. He, he was only there a little bit. I think like 49 days or something. I hardly knew the guy. The guy was his campaign chairman. He worked there for five months. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he doesn't know the guy. Yeah, okay, lie number one. You That's lie number one. Okay, now, the immigration. The immigration is bad in our country. This is a national disgrace. Mm -hmm. We're ripping kids out of mother's arms. We've, we've incarcerated, incarcerated over 2,000 children, and they are in political prisoner refugee camps in the middle of the desert in Texas in tents. That, it is, I can't, you know, it, it just drives my head nuts. That is not what America, let me read you something. That's okay. not what America's about. He's picking up a book. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Mm. That is at the bottom yes. of the Statue of Liberty. Right. And that's what we're about. Right, that's okay. what we're supposed to be about, the beacon. Yeah, and no. that is not what Trump is doing no, here. That's right. Yes, okay, I'll give you that one. Now, yes, the, so big, right. the big lie on this, yes. he says this is a Democrat. the Democrats are responsible for this. Bullshit. Bullshit. We call bullshit on that. It's his policy. It's Jeff Sessions' attorney general's policy. He could change it at the snap of a fingers. He keeps saying that it's the Democrats. That's a lie. He's come out and said in that, in that interview that his former national security advisor, Mike Flynn, yes. he said, well, he got, he, you know, he, he, they said he lied, but then maybe he didn't lie. And a lot of people said he didn't lie, so maybe he didn't lie. He admitted that he'd lie. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. You can't lie any worse than that. Can you? No, you can't. He dictated a false statement on Air Force One about Trump Jr.'s meeting with the Russians. That's right. He came out and said it. He goes, so what? I lied to the press. So what? See, he doesn't care that he lies. Now, this is the big lie. This is the big lie this week. The mm -hmm. big lie this week. It's always a big lie. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is sick. Well, I'm pleased you're here to call him out on it. Well, the, I, I call him out all the time because people say, oh, you know, he lies. Okay. Then they try and fluff it off. Graham always tries to fluff it off like he's just a nutty guy. Bullshit, man. He's the president of the United States. Yeah, you do he not should lie. not lie. He should not lie. He I'm lies totally all the time. With you. Totally listen, with you. Listen to this lie. Okay. He said that during the campaign trail, even after he became president, thousands of parents and people came up to him to see if he could make a connection with North Korea and get back the, the, the remains. The remains. Yes. Thousands of people did that. He said all the time they were coming up to him. You know Everywhere the, he went. You know the problem? All those parents are over 100 years old. 99% of them are dead. Okay. Nobody came up to him. He just made that shit up. He's an abject pathological liar. I was wondering where that came from. I thought I'd never heard that before. Okay, because he made it up. He's making it, but how can he continue to do this without getting called out all the time? Because our press are a bunch of pussies. Okay, fair enough. We're Good. just we're just wimps. We but you know you why? You need to get back over there, John. You, you know why? Because we transfer the the importance and the demeanor onto the office. He's he's put the office in a sewer. He doesn't he doesn't demand he doesn't get any respect because he doesn't respect anything. God, okay, what is happening? Killing America. Okay, now this is a you know, and I and this is a topic of mine that I've I've harped on, and I'm going to spell it out. What happened this week? Trump is, in my opinion, fundamentally destroying the fabric of American democracy, and he does it in a many 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 ways.
this week, he started off with the G7 attacking our allies. All right, he attacked everybody from Trudeau to Merkel to, to all to uh, Macron. Yeah, Macron. Macron. Yes. I love that. I think of the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I had one last night watching the game. Actually. There you go. So he's attacked all those people, and he praises Putin. Okay, he praises Putin mm -hmm. all the time. He has continual high praise for our friend Kim Jong Un. Yeah, you know, which throws a big worry to Japan and South Korea. Yes, yes. they're nervous. Mm -hmm. Okay, and by doing that, he gives China the win. That's what China wants. They want America out of there. So what does Trump do? Without getting anything in return, he stops the military exercises. He did. You're right. He, pull, he just he just stops them. And that, that makes Japan real nervous. That makes South Korea real nervous. That makes everybody in the Asian region say, well, what is America's, com America's commitment to this region? All right? Oh, my God. He's ratcheted up the trade war with China, which is going to cost American jobs. And maybe depress the global economy at some stage. You don't know. I mean, this is, you know, taking the tiger by the tail. But what I hear on the peripheral, John, is that the economy in America is humming. That's what I hear. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Our, our economy is good. Our economy is good. Mm. But it, this is going to make it go down. Okay, right. We this, don't want that. This is going to this is going to hurt. I mean, already people, you know, I, I saw a story. Avocado farmers can't find people to pick their avocados. Right. All right. Okay. We've talked about the immigration. Mm -hmm. We're ripping children from people's arms. I mean, we're we're just an asshole country now in that regards, taking away our democracy. He continually. Day in and day out, just tries to rip the Department of Justice and the FBI. Why? There's only one reason, folks, because they are investigating him. Right. That's yeah. the only reason. When Jim Comey was investigating Hillary, he was Superman to Donald Trump. I get so confused, though, as to who's running who. That's the problem at the moment. For me, who, you know, I'm not that 100% political, but I, on the peripheral, are watching, and I get confused as to who's running what department. I thought if you were, you know, the president, then you'd have a bit more swing, but then you look at these other departments. No, 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 think, no. See, that's, well, that's the whole point, Mike. Right. We have the executive branch. Mm -hmm. We have three separate branches that are independent of each other, checks and balances. That's what makes the Constitution work. The executive branch. The Department of Justice is independent of the executive branch. He doesn't control that. He wants to control it. And then we have the legislative branch, which is Congress, which passes the laws. Right. Okay. So those are the three branches. The president only has so much power. Mm -hmm. But this asshole, mm -hmm. Trump, wants to use the Department of Justice to go after his political enemies. That's what they do, folks, in dictatorship countries. That's what Kim Jong-un does. He wipes out his opponents. That's not what America's about. Killing America. Killing America. I mean, we used to have a saying. Yeah. I think this came from Superman or some goddamn thing. It's, mm. it's a cliche, but I like it. Truth, justice, and the American way. I mean, that's such, you know, and, the, and we have lost that. Because we have the most corrupt piece of crap occupying the Oval Office. And, and that's where it is. I mean, it's sad. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just sad. And this happens day in and day out. People are so divided in America. And I talk to my friends there all the time. Mm. Everybody hates everybody. 
I mean, you know, you'd struggle. What are you? What nationality are you? I'm Maori. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. Maori, man. Yeah, yeah, you're brown. Yeah, you know, you don't right. go to America. That's right. Well, I look Mexican. <laughs> you look, you'd be a, <laughs> you'd, right. they'd, look Asian they'd, from behind. They'd have your ass <laughs> deported before you even landed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, word of the week. What have you got, John? Flip. Should I, should I love you? Flip. 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 Who's going to flip? Who's going to flip? Yeah, because, I mean, they're all, you know, we get the Mueller investigation. Yes, who's yes. going to flip on Trump? Mm. You know, uh, Mike Flynn has already flipped. Yes. Uh, Rick Gates, who was his assistant uh, chairman, he's flipped. George Papadopoulos, who was some kind of uh, energy guy, he's flipped. The two big guys, Michael Cohen, his personal lawyer, yes. under a lot of stress, this guy. I mean, the feds are on him. The state of New York is on him. I mean, they're all over his ass. And, you know, this is interesting. The, he shredded a lot of documents, okay, for you people out there. And I said this last week. If you're going to get a shredder and be dirty about it, get a cross-cut one. It costs a bit more. But if you do the strip one, they've already taped them all together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 700 pages they've taped together. That's right. <laughs> you know, you you do know, the cross-cutting one. You know, you little need tiny squares. You need the confetti. You yeah. need the confetti yeah, bit. That's right. right? So flip, so they're, they're looking at him as if he's going to flip. They haven't indicted him yet, so right. it'll be interesting. Paul Manafort, his campaign chairman, they have now thrown him in jail because this, this guy can't be the smartest guy on the planet. Mm. I mean, mm. he was already under 32 counts of indictment. They're watching him. He tries to tamper with a couple of witnesses. So <laughs> do they go in there and just suck up and then end up, you know, realizing how crazy Trump is? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's a, I, I've always said it's a cult thing. Right. You know, these people have, are a cult thing. I think Manafort's got a lot of problems because he's connected to the Russian mob. Right. Yes. So, you know, he, whether he wants to flip and what he wants to say, he, he might be safer in jail. I, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Same thing with Cohen, though. Cohen is, uh, is tied up with the mob in New York. And, well, that's what they say. I mean, and he bragged about being tied up with the mob. Uh, I think he's going to, I don't know if Manafort will. I think Cohen will flip. Because he's got a family. He's got kids and stuff, you yeah, know. that's right. And yeah. if, you, you know, you're looking at 20, 30 years in jail, and then, like, George Papadopoulos, he got six months. That's all he got. And then another lawyer. So, yeah, we'll just, you know, it'll be interesting. Now, so Manafort, but Manafort is an interesting case because he's, this guy's a high flyer. This guy's got homes and property, and, you know, he, he spent $130,000 on suits in a, in, a, in a Beverly Hills suit store, one, you know. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. Now he's wearing an orange jumpsuit, so <laughs> you know, I don't know how he's going to react to that. Shit. Okay, so there's a lot going on, isn't there? Oh, it never stops. Uh, no, no. That's why you got to keep on top of it. Well, Call, well, I'm pleased you're here to keep me on top of it, John. Call this bastard for what he is. <laughs> okay, rotten to the core. Rotten to the core. Rot what rot is rotten to the core? You know, everything that Trump said about Hillary has come back on him tenfold. Mm -hmm. He said that he was, you know, that she was going to be investigated and be in court the whole time. That he did he, say that. I remember that. Yeah. He's got the Mueller investigation. He's got the Stormy Daniels thing. She's suing That's him right. three or four different times over. The attorney generals for uh, Virginia and Maryland are suing him over emoluments clauses, which is in the Constitution, that if you're the president, you can't take money from a foreign government. Mm -hmm. And he just does that all the time. I mean, this guy's got lawsuits up the gazoo. Now, the New York state attorney, yes. general attorney, has sued him 
for his charity because she said that his charity has just been a personal checkbook for him and he's taken money campaign. in yes. and just paid it out to other people. That's right. I, I did see that last night, actually. Yep. yep. So how was he still bloody there then? Because, you know what? Sometimes you're too big to fall. Right. You know, it's like the Bernie Manafort, yeah. you know, the guy that stole, mm -hmm. you know, the pyramid with the billions and billions and billions. Now, this is a true story because I listened to the guy that was the editor of Newsweek. And he was saying he got built for like, I don't know, 25, 30 million dollars, you know, which is peanuts to this guy. It's, it's chump change. You know, this guy's got so much money. And that's what he said. He said, I can't, I can't check everything. I don't know. I mean, shit happens. People come in. They do this. They do that. I got an army of lawyers. I mean, it's it's the chail tasting the tiger. I mean, you know, you, you know. He said, I it, it, I didn't even know. Bernie built them. So what do you think is going to happen then over the next six months? You, you know, this, this is the only time I'll probably get to talk to you. Graham's yep. probably never going to have me filling in on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't mind. Um, but but what, what do you think is going to happen over well, the next six if, months? Well, if... Um, the Mueller report, now this is a tricky thing. We got we got midterms coming up in November. Right. Okay. And and a lot of House seats go up and Senate seats go up. And if the Democrats can get a hold of the House, mm. which most pundits think they can, then they can impeach Trump. You know, they'll have the power to do that. Yeah. And and if if even if they don't impeach him, then that's not net it's not automatic. I mean impeachment you you know, you it's, still, a it's a big process. It's a big yeah. process. They tried to impeach Bill Clinton and it backfired on the Republicans. That's right. You know, it just kind of killed them. So you gotta be sure of what you're gonna get or what you're gonna be doing. But uh Mueller's report, if it doesn't come out on the obstruction part, he won't release the whole thing. He'll only release the obstruction part at the beginning <coughs> of his report. That'll have to come out August 1st. If it doesn't come out on August 1st, in the first week in August, then it will have to come out after the midterms. After the midterms. They, won't, they, won't, they won't, won't want to put it out before that. So we'll have to wait and see what that is. But if it's a damning report and the Democrats get control of the House, then there'll be a lot more pressure on Trump because they'll investigate things. I mean, the Republican parties are the biggest collection of low-life assholes you ever want to meet in your life. They have not they have had zero principles, and I'm telling you, 20 years down the track. See, that's the thing. Trump's going to come and go. That's that's one of the beauties of American democracy. 8 years, baby. That's it. You know, heaven help us. God, heaven help me if he gets another 4 years. I'll well, die. No, I was just going to ask die. you that. I just I won't I won't be able to make it, folks. It'll just kill my ass. But that's it. You get eight years and you're right. gone. And you're gone. Yes, and you're right. all these assholes that have run around and stood up for all the stupid lies that he has proclamated, they're going to go down in the history. I mean, Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, what a chump he has turned out to be. He's got, I mean, a chump. And most of the Republicans are that way anyway. Right. So I think, you know, we'll just have to see. And the thing is, you can kind of plan a little bit. But, but Trump is such a such a dickhead, you have no idea what he's going to do. Well, that is a very good point. It's like you know? watching a reality TV show, isn't it? You just don't know what the hell is going to happen Now, next. I want to end this on one, I don't know, it's not a positive note, but it's a real left turn. Okay. Well, this you is know? new for, oh, the, this for is, the Weekend Variety Wireless. This is, this is big. This is big in America. You know, the U.S. Open is going on right now in golf, mm -hmm. all right? Mm. And we had somebody that do something so dastardly all the announcers were flip, were going nuts. They were just beside themselves today, just flipping out, dropping dead, going, grabbing their head, pulling their hair out. 
Phil Mickelson, who's a spastic at times. I mean, he's got man boobs, so what can you say about him? But <laughs> I do, too. Now I'm fat. You know, I'm, I'm chunky. He hit a ball on the green that was still moving. He putted. It went past. He ran around and hit it again, and that shocked everybody. I looked at it, and I went, yeah, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... The first time I was in this country a squillion years ago, mm. and I was listening to the radio, cricket of all things, yes. and the underarm bowl thing. Oh, no way. And the, and the guy was going nuts. Was. I thought the guy killed somebody. I thought he'd stab somebody. And I saw it on the news, and I said, well, big goddamn deal. He rolled the ball down the hole, down the grass. <laughs> oh, John. Love it. Right, get some water. Calm down a bit. Get out of here. Hopefully I'll see you again next time. Yep, yep, I'll be here. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Okay, good. Well, you have a great week. You and, too, Mike. Yeah, and uh, I didn't wear a Trump hat because I didn't want to wind you up. Oh, God. I'm on your side. I'm on <laughs> Thank your you. side. Thank you, brother. This is the Weekend Variety Ones on Radio Live. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Mike filling in for Graham Hill. John Dibbig has left the building. Oh, that's full-on 25 minutes, isn't it? And thank you for your feedback as well. Somebody says, this commentator, John, is bloody brilliant to listen to, hugely entertaining, but so bang on regarding the oxymoron Trump. Whereas other people are calling him out on quite a lot of what he says. Some people upset with his language, but that is John for you. Always fun, always entertaining and a little provocative. And that's what you like sometimes on a Sunday night. Well, coming up next, it is June the 17th and back on this day. Well, was it this day? In 1970, the intriguing case of Harvey and Jeanette Crew. Keith Hunter wrote a book called The Case of the Missing Bloodstain and Graham Hill caught up with him. And they dissected Keith's book, looking at the evidence and what Keith's take on this murder inquiry was. The calls came in. The late, great Pat Booth called in. It's a fascinating documentary to listen to. That is coming up very soon. A replay of the Keith Hunter interview on the case of the missing bloodstain. That is next here on Radio Live. It's the weekend Variety Wireless with me, Mike Pudu, filling in for Graham Hill. Of course, you can catch the podcast. If you're missing Graham, you can catch the podcast anytime. Just go to radiolive.co.nz to find the links. Or you can search Weekend Variety Wireless. You can find that easy to find it is of course on itunes so if you like to do that make sure you do leah has the latest news sports and weather coming up it is radio live with mike